0: Hey, Gula.
1: Hey, girl. We're back. We back. We're back. It's been a minute. It's been a long minute, um, but we are back. <laughs> what we were just talking like, when was the last time we recorded? Um, Definitely early summer,
0: maybe late. Early spring. summer, yeah. Was the last early time summer, we recorded. late spring.
1: So we've been,
0: I don't know, we've been working. We've been working. <laughs> We've been also playing hard and
1: having fun as well, but we've been working. Absolutely, um, and so now we're we're getting back to it.
0: Yes, we're getting and I back know to it. A lot of people have asked us about the <laughs> podcast. Like, what are like you guys doing? Been? Right, so we're back. We're excited to be back.
1: Yeah, we're back, and so um, you know we, we're gonna dive on in and have some conversations. But I think for us taking a little bit of a break and step away was helpful too, so we can get our own uh, things situated. I know you've been working. I've been working and that's the thing too
0: right when you're working you're also a D&I practitioner and you're also talking about DNI things right you do need to take a break right? you do because you you live this you breathe it you sleep it right and so you just need that for your mental health because there's a lot and we'll talk about that a lot of things that Whew. have been happening yeah um, but we've been working you've been working too girl. Working. So do, you, do you want to tell us a little bit about Clementine Go group? You
1: know what that yeah, we could do that. yeah, we could do that. So Ketra and I we, are, we do the podcast, yes, we work in D, e and I we're we're practitioners, but then we also do some consulting on the side. Um, and I can say at the twenty at the end of 2019, you know, I started doing some workshops and education and folks started to say, hey, do you do this for other people? Um, we talked about this post George Floyd's murder. It really blew up. And a lot of people are trying to have these conversations. And so we've been both building our own teams Mm -hmm. on that end. Um, And so Clementine Gold Group is the name of my consulting firm. And it's been, it's been growing. It's been growing. Uh, A lot of folks reaching out for education, but now what I'm finding is it's shifting from education and learning to strategy and and operationalizing Mm -hmm. those larger plans. And so Working with a lot of different organizations across different industries, um, you know, some corporate organizations, some banks, um, doing some community engagement as well. And so that is working on some state and some city contracts and things like that. So it's been going well. It's been going well. But to your point, the balancing act has been uh, interesting, you know, so trying to figure that out. Trying to, I'm still trying to figure that out. Right, right. It still. is
0: definitely a balancing yeah. act for sure. Um, for me, so I have my consulting business K Savannah. Yes, K Savannah Consulting. consulting. Um, and we, same thing here, right? Working yeah. on a lot of strategy. I've been working with a lot of not for profits, mm, okay. as well as people in the education space because I work in education. Right, right. Um, so a lot of that conversation about, uh, equity within education. What does that look like through curriculum, um, through um, just culture, overall cultural competency. Mm. And so having those lucrative conversations as well, but yeah. like you said, kind of moving from let's just have workshops, right? but those are still needed. They are because they I are. would say even in the DNI space, this is always changing. Mm-hmm, right. It mm-hmm. is not static. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. So having these conversations, what does the metrics look like? What, yep. You know, how are we getting to those goals? Um, and so that is that is just a constant change in space.
1: But I love consulting again. And it's just been a it's been great. But yeah. again, finding that balance. Yeah, is tough. it's a learning opportunity, I think, too. Right. Because you're going into all these different cultures. Oftentimes we're talking about culture. On the pod so yeah like learning um from different cultures within organizations and figuring out what those look like and how they differ or compare to other organizations and so i like the learning experience of consulting and just being dropped into different situations and it's yes. it's strategy so it's figuring things out problem solving um it's pretty cool it is it's pretty cool it is. and every
0: organization has its own challenges even right. though we live in western york i know you have um, some contracts outside of Western New right. York as well, but it's it's very different. And we are, you know, even though we are a segregated city, we are also very, we're a melting pot. Right? Yeah, that's and true. so I think it's really interesting, too. Some organizations that I work with are really honing in on the refugee population. Mm. And we know we have a huge influx of refugees coming back into our city, especially the Afghan population. Um, so what does that look like, you know, in terms of integrating them into our communities?
1: Yeah, and I think the bigger like when we have these bigger conversations with some of these organizations, we're often talking about this, you know, what the business case, right? So what's the business case for diversity, equity, inclusion? Why should we be concerned with this? And it often relates back to we're becoming a plurality nation, which means there's not going to be a single ethnic racial majority um, in, in the United States. And so it's already happening in a lot of different cities. We're seeing new Americans come in from different areas. And when we talk about, Growth and population growth in Buffalo. This last U.S. Census data really tells a larger story. Right. Buffalo's growing in terms of our population, but it's because new Americans are coming and living right. here. So we can't deny that fact. Um, and so it, it brings us to talk about more conversations around what's needed in order to create cultures that are inclusive for everyone to succeed and, and be right. successful. You know, right. so. so. But, yeah, so More we've been busy. Well, yeah, we exactly. Have been,
0: we have been busy. So definitely, you know, hit up cool, I hit up myself for any consulting needs because uh, we're here for that. So. We here. We here and trying to balance. Trying to balance and working <laughs> a full-time job.
1: And working a full-time job. Um, but that's why, you know, we lean on each other yes. too. So as these opportunities come up, we've been – Kind of creating this coalition of folks that we can call on yeah. when when these opportunities come up and um and build. So yes. it's a learning, it's it's a learning it is. opportunity. That's how I'm going to look at it through that lens of growth, right. growth mindset. Um, so yeah, so we're also a little bit rusty coming back because it's <laughs> been it's been a little bit. Uh, so kind of getting back into the flow of things on the pod. Um, let's dive on in. Dive in. Let's dive our, on in. Our hot topic for the hot topic. We we said we're going to get some different like sound cues and stuff. I feel like we need a hot topic. We do sound cue. We'll get Jamil. There. Okay.
0: Oh, oh, he's smiling. He's in the back smiling. Of okay. okay.
1: So our hot topic today comes from the guardian. Um, and the article is titled us added to list of backsliding democracies for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the quote, the subquote under here is visible deterioration and us civil liberties began in at least 2019 says international think tank. And so as we were looking over this, um, you know, there's a lot of conversations that are happening, and we're going to talk a little bit more about mm-hmm. that and just the state of affairs in general, because when we started the podcast, is last year. 2020, yes. The, the years kind of mix. I know, they're blending they, together. They blend together. But we started the podcast last year, and there were a lot of things that we felt like we needed to talk about. Um, this year, there's still things to talk about. Yes. There's a lot, a lot to still talk about, but at the same time, I just feel like we've been trying to find our position and voice in these different spaces um, and creating opportunities around dialogue about things that really impact us. Um, And so this article, when we were reading it, was really surprising, right? So uh, the article talks about the U.S. being added to this annual list of backsliding democracies for the first time. Uh, The think tank that we mentioned earlier is called the International IDEA, I-D-E-A, and it said that it's, it's pointing to visible deterioration that begin in 2019. So globally, more than one in four people live in a backsliding democracy, a proportion that rises to more than two in three with the addition of authoritarian or hybrid regimes, according to the Stockholm-based International Institute for Democracy and Electoral Assistance. Um, and so, for the first time, this data suggests that the U.S. is becoming a backsliding democracy. Uh, And what that means is there's indicators of impartial administration, corruption and predictable enforcement, um, and the decline in civil liberties and checks on government indicate that there's serious problems with the fundamentals of democracy within the United States. So when you hear that and you read that, it's shocking.
0: It is very shocking. And like you were saying, back in 2020 when we started this podcast, we talked about a lot of things that were happening, right? And things are still happening. So you have events such as you know, our former former president, Donald Trump, um, who's really contesting the elections. Right. Yes. That was a huge thing. Yes. Contributing to this report. Right. You also have the insurrection that is contributing to this report. as right. well, Right. And so all these different things we are, you know, indicates that we're backsliding on democracy. But it's also not just us as other countries. As it well. is.
1: It is. And so the article kind of goes in and, and talks about that. But these hybrid governments, you um, in the United States, they're talking about the contesting of credible election results, the efforts to suppress participation in elections, which Mm -hmm. is something that we often talk about too, right? Like we had a historic election in terms of how many people came out and voted. I think in 2020, Mm -hmm. you saw historic, um, you know, lenses from Georgia, the, the works, the working that Stacey Abrams led in Georgia to get folks to come out and vote, um, and really bring that voice. But now you're seeing the opposite of that happen mm-hmm. where people are trying to challenge folks to vote. I know there's been we, we talked in the, on the last um, season around what things were being put in place for voter suppression. For voter suppression. Yeah. And so that's that's something that we're continuing to see. So we know, you know, there isn't as much noise around this voter suppression that's happening in the states and the work, like we said, around getting the vote out, getting people really involved in their civic duty, and we're seeing that decline now happen.
0: Yeah, and also, too, the article talked about, you know, with the pandemic happening as well, Mm. that's only exasperated the problem um, and what we're seeing today accelerated and magnified it ultimately to these negative trends. Um, And so it'll just be really interesting to see where we fall on the index moving forward Um, but you know, even in conversations I, and I have with people say, you know, are we truly a democratic country? Hmm. You know, where are we moving towards? What are our principles? What are our findings? But a lot of this stuff, we're kind of backsliding into some of the laws that previously existed. Ooh. So, I mean, again, we have to think about when we're looking at a democratic state. So, you know, I was a political science major, right? So my, my poli sci is coming up when we are looking at a democratic state, Right how was democracy founded who was it founded for well and I think that is ultimately the question that we have to put in place in order to talk about where we where are we going
1: and I think I mean and I don't want to get too political right. we, we, we could which you know which we don't we don't <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, it really to your point who was it founded for and we're, we're starting to see a lot more of these conversations come to the forefront in this polarization that's happening and the article mentions this polarization and how it's a real concern Mm -hmm. and and it's a developing concern for for the country and i know the last election and and things that have happened you know even on the local front too has really pitted people against each other but the reality is we really need everybody in order to move the democracy forward and move forward um in new innovative ways to make sure that we're taking care of the people who are hardest hit by things like pandemic, who are hardest hit by poverty, who are hardest mm-hmm. hit by a lot of these different issues. Um, but you're starting to see this divide, and that divide is just becoming a thicker and yes. thicker line. And I think you know? the
0: pandemic expo- exposed a lot did. of that too. This it has did. always been happening. It's always been there. But really the pandemic is becoming, you know, a battle of the have and the have not. Yeah. So and it, I mean,
1: the battle was there. It was there, but... It, it was, was there. Right. It was there. And so I think you know, now when we ask that question, like who, who were things made for? It makes me think about a lot of conversations that we have with these organizations that we work with around things like dominant culture. Right. And so when we think about it through a diversity and equity and inclusion lens, we often talk about culture and that really being the, um, laying the groundwork for the work that we do, because ultimately you can have as many people, diversity, as many differences and things in organizations, but if you don't have that groundwork laid where it's a culture that is inclusive and people feel like they belong, people leave and they don't, they don't stay. And so in talking about that organizational culture, what does that look like? What type of traits are are being exposed or what type of traits are being practiced on a regular basis? So what is dominant culture? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, And who does that culture help and who does it hurt? Right. You know, so these are the conversations we're having. But so the article talks about these other countries uh, that you mentioned earlier. Right. Like um, it it, it talked about this knock on knock on effect, noting that the violent uh, contesting of the 2020 election without any evidence of fraud has been replicated in different ways in places as diverse as uh, Myanmar, Peru and Israel. Right. Right. And they also said the number of backsliding um,
0: democracies has doubled in the past decade, accounting mm. for the quarter of the world's population, um, in addition to established democracies such as the um, U.S., but also lists list includes EU members such as Hungary, Poland, and Slovenia. Yeah. So, again, this is going to be yeah. very interesting about the state of democracy and what it really means when it comes to um, – politics within the world and how we also interact with each other, right? You just talked about dominant culture. U.S., we have a huge dominant culture in the U.S. and how we interact with other Mm. countries when we, I mean, you can just see it even when we're interacting overseas with um, just most recently the Climate Change um, Convention as Mm. well, you know, how do we interact with other countries and what does that mean when it comes to the state of democracy? So it'll be interesting to follow this in the next couple years with this index,
1: right? Um, you say interesting, and, and we keep saying interesting. It's going to be, be interesting. It's scary, too. It's scary. It's scary, too. It is definitely scary, Yeah. Right? Because yeah.
0: think about this, though. Many people will come to our country, will come to the U.S., to say, I am coming in seek of a better life, and seek of mm-hmm. democracy, mm-hmm. right? Because they've been silenced in many ways. They've been a part of this authoritarian authoritarian um, uh, regime, regime yeah. right? Yeah. This hybrid regime. So... It's like they seek asylum to come here to, and to, to leave that at home, but
1: we're backsliding you're dealing into with, yeah, yeah, this culture. Yeah,
0: but it is scary.
1: It is, and I think um, you know you're starting to see in in not to get into politics, but you're just starting to see these different divides further and further as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes we talk about these generational differences. We actually have a podcast podcast tap, uh, topic for this season that we want to talk a little bit more about generational differences and, and things that are happening on that end, because you're, you're seeing these shifts, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just us getting a little bit more seasoned, um, I like that season. seasoned, a little paprika. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you're, you're definitely seeing these other generations coming in that have some really valid points, these younger generations that are coming in, but I don't know if it's being listened to often, right? There's right. this, this divide that continues, um, and I guess being kind of in the middle of some of this stuff is, has been interesting to watch. And so I think we have a lot of work to do. I think that we need everybody at the table. We often talk about how diversity lends itself to innovation. Yep. Um, and so bringing all these people who have different thoughts make things better, right? Mm-hmm. By questioning things, by adding their specific values and thoughts. Um, but you need to, you got to listen. You got to listen. listen to it. Yeah. You know? So, That's one thing we've
0: been talking about, right? And there's a few other things as well. And this was why we kind of took a break because we're like, we need to decompress and kind of just realize- I'm still trying to decompress, child. Yeah. So we know in Kenosha, Wisconsin, last year, um, Kyle Rittenhouse- um, 17-year-old. 17-year-old killed two people um, during a protest. He crossed state lines with an assault rifle, and he was just recently this week acquitted of Mm -hmm. all charges. And- that reaction that I received when I heard the news, Mm -hmm. number one, I wasn't surprised, but I also too was upset, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Because this really, this case really sets precedent for things moving forward in our country. Um, And so this case, you know, there's a lot of things that's, that's come out of it. Analyzing this from looking at a perspective of, you know, um, our laws, Mm -hmm. our judges Mm -hmm. looking, understanding what privilege may or may not look like um, in our courthouse. And so, you know, this week was, was hard, right? Mm-hmm. Especially because concurrently we also have the case um, with the three men who killed Ahmad Arbery mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so, th- again, we're back into this place of, and just get, it's very reminiscent of um, the trial last year with Derek Chauvin, mm-hmm. who killed George Floyd. Very re- reminiscent of us on our seats to say, hey, is democracy, going back to democracy, yeah. is democracy on the side of um, those who... Did the right thing, mm-hmm. right? Who are not doing anything like we talked about earlier, minding your business, right? Yeah. People who are just common folks on the street minding their business. So, you know, it's very interesting to file this case as well because this is definitely going to set precedent for things moving forward.
1: Yeah. I you know, we we talked about this too, and I think as leaders in the in the DNI space and as folks who are creating safe spaces for um, employees and, and having conversations and having conversations with other people around how they have these conversations in their workplace. It is, it's, it's exhausting. Um, and it's tough. And I think I'm in a place where we talk often about, you know, just mental check-ins, like, how are you doing? Where where are you at with this? And I can say that I've been struggling. I've been struggling, um, because there's a certain numbness that has built, uh, um, and myself and I'll just be, I'll be, Vulnerable right now. There's just a it's a it's a numbness that I find myself having, um, and some of it might be just to protect myself from some of those emotions and feelings because we we see this happen so often that you you're often in these specific spaces of an emotional place that's not always helpful for what you have going on. So we talked a lot about what you know the, the busyness that we have. Uh, working full time, doing this consulting, trying to have a life on top of that. And there's also a guilt there because I know for me, right? Like you need to be creating these spaces so that people feel safe. But when you live it, you breathe it, you work it. It's what you do most of your job and and things like that. It just, it gets to a point where it's tough to hold these spaces. Mm -hmm. It's tough, you know? And I find myself saying, you know what? I just can't, I can't today. I can't today. No, that's, you that's
0: know? absolutely true. And I know, you know, last year when everything just mm-hmm. came to a head with George Floyd and everything else, I know I personally, I know everyone else, you friends have received messages from people that you didn't even yeah. talk to for yeah. 10 plus years saying, yeah. are you okay? How are yeah. you doing? You know, I'm so sorry that this has happened. You know, I should have spoke up when this happened 10 years ago, mm-hmm. all these different things, right? And those messages got really silent. Oh, it's really been silent. Quickly, yeah. Right? And I always think about when we are in this space, especially with me, you know, being the only person of color in my my school, mm-hmm. you know, um, or my position as well, I don't get those check-ins. Hmm. Right? I used to get those check-ins. Mm-hmm. I don't get those check-ins. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Even in the space of DEI, how are you doing? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. this is a very tough, burdensome job. And, you know, if anyone is out there listening who manages people who, yeah. who have, you know, not even just manage people, if you have those relationships with people in your office, definitely make sure that you're checking in on them. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is, not a, this is not an easy task, especially like you said, if you're living this, if you're, this is your job, yeah. right, you take a lot of this home. And so it's not just easy, you know, getting up every day, going into work, because you know you have the burden of work. And things that's happening and then the burden of the real world as well.
1: Yeah. And I, I don't, you know, I wish I had some encouraging things to say. Sometimes it's just it just is what it is, right? Yeah. And I think that I'm in a space right now where I, I realize the toughness and the gravity of the things that are going on. Usually I provide that space for other people, but I am having a tough time with it right now. And I've had to really shield and block myself from some of this just to be able to get up and do this work on a regular basis. And so, you know, the work is creating those spaces. Mm -hmm. And so I think there's guilt there where I feel like I can't be that all the time, but I also am a human being and I have to take care of myself, um, in order to continue to do this work over a long period of time. So it's a, it's a crazy balance, um, to be in this space. I think it's, it's important for practitioners who have to deal with this on a regular basis to hear this It ain't always gold and and glitter, glitter and gold, whatever. It's not always that. Um, It is sometimes wrestling with things and recognizing when you might need to take a step back to to make sure that you're doing well. Because they say you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. You know, they always talk about the oxygen, secure your oxygen first. And I think I'm kind of in a space like that as it relates to this latest news. I just, I don't have it to do. No, I, agree. I don't.
0: I definitely agree with you. And I think this is why allyship is so important. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of times we are the people who are always trying to push forth the agenda or making sure that everyone understands things from an equity lens. Yeah. Right? You yeah. are that person constantly educating. But I feel like after a while, you start to educate one, that person starts to educate two, yeah. and so forth and so on. Right? So this is where allyship is. Just comes into play where it says, you know what, I got this, or I got you, or, yeah. or whatever the yeah. case may be. We talk about all these things, but what does it look like in real life, right? So I think yeah. that's really important. I think also creating that space, like you said, for yourself is really important as well. Leaning on people who are just like, you know what, we're not even gonna talk about anything that's going on in the world today. Right. We're, guess what? I'm gonna talk to you about what happened on Shade Room today. Right. 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 So, like, for I real. saw this on Instagram, whatever yeah. the case may yeah. be, because it just relaxes your mind, mm-hmm. right? Um, so definitely, you know, DEI practitioners, um, have to find an outlet. Yeah. It's, it's mandatory because you will burn yourself out quickly, quick,
1: really quick. Um, and so we, we often will talk about, we reiterate self care and exercise and all these different things that you need to do. I was talking to a local practitioner, uh, recently, and she was in a space where she really needed to vent and I, and I held space for her to do that, but you're, you're hearing this, right? So we went from last year. This being, to your point, oh my gosh, everybody, right? We we were at a pause with the pandemic. Um, we saw what happened with George Floyd. Everybody was like, what can we do? And now a year, fast forward a year and change later, and, and we see the conversation has shifted, right? And so where there was a lot of support and, and people putting energy behind it before, we're now in a space where you know, it's just not, it's not the same. Right. right? And so I think that has always been our question. Is this work going to be around for a long time? I think so because we see these shifts happening from a demographic standpoint, but is there going to be the support? Is there going to be the, the value of the work that's there over a long period of time? And I think we still have yet to see what that looks like. Right. You know, exactly.
0: So, you know, we talked about, you know, mental health, taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, you know leaving space for that as well and I recently had a conversation with someone that I thought was really interesting because we talked about you know what do you do for your mental health yeah you can take bubble baths yeah you can yeah. go get facials yeah. yeah you can turn off your phone but mental health now kind of looks a little bit different mm. right mental health looks like managing relationships mm. right it's we always talk about the iceberg right what you can see those are the easy things about the the quick hitters the bubble bath yep. the relaxation but underneath the surface is managing those relationships managing expectations mm-hmm. All these different things, and that is the mental health that I'm trying to focus yeah. on. It does take work, but at the end of the day, you will be so much happier when you do start to manage those things as well. Yeah. So I thought it was a, it was really interesting the conversation I had with her about that. Um, she knows who she is if she's listening. Right. That was a good conversation.
1: Yeah, and I think we have to be realistic about the ins and out of this work, the good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think um, there's been a lot of shine on DNI and a lot of people trying to get into the space. Um, but you also have to recognize that there's realness that comes with this work too, especially Mm -hmm. when you have the lived experience as a black woman, as a person of color, as a woman. Um, and you also have to kind of provide these spaces for other people. So as much as it's, it's great and you're creating these spaces for other people, you have to recognize that you have to attend to your needs and, and that self care. And so, um, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I don't. I don't think I was planning to go this heavy with no, it. No, but it's true. But you it's know, real.
0: it's it's a it's a space that you definitely need in. And I think you know some of these things will be sprinkled in. Yeah. Um, as we get to through the season uh, season three as well. You know, at first the season we were super excited. Yeah. We have so much to share. Second season was just like an update, things that's going on. But I think the third season, you're really going to start to see like just having raw conversations yeah. Yeah. about you know, the space that we're in from moving from 2020 to 2021. And what does that look like? And
1: going into 2022. 2022, it's no, it's November. is crazy <laughs> to even say. We're we going
0: 2022. into 2022.
1: Um, it's also Native American Heritage Month yes. this month. Uh, we're getting ready for Thanksgiving with our families this week and, and kind of holding space. I'm looking forward to that. I really am. Yep. Um, and it's a great way just to disconnect and, and allow yourself to be full of love. Um, surrounding your family if or friends some yes. people do the friends giving and things like that so oh yeah. so, yes heavy
0: but our, se- our season is gonna be great though we have so many amazing topics and guests and guests yeah so stay tuned for our guests but we're really um, tuning into um, our LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. as, um, within West New York and beyond really again talking about our, our dominant culture mm-hmm. as we discussed a little bit today um, moving into conversations about health equity, mental health, um, community, yeah, building community. What does that look like? Um, and then again, generational, um, uh, just differences. Mm -hmm. and, And what does that look like as well as we start to, uh, communicate with each other and work with each other in different spaces. So I'm definitely very excited. Again, if you guys have any questions, or if hit you guys us up. have any comments or topics or people, right. definitely hit us up. I apologize for my voice today because... She was I partying, y'all. Yeah.
1: She wasn't partying, but she, she I don't know.
0: I've been doing a lot of talking. You have been doing a lot of talking. And yeah. I've been talking at work. I've been talking with consulting. I've been doing so many different things. So I'm trying to rest my voice as much as possible. Okay. But I was super excited to come back on yeah, the pod today. Yeah. cannot hold our excitement, so I had to be here. So I apologize for my voice. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so definitely hit us up, communicate with us, and we're super excited to bring you season we three. We coming
1: back, y'all. It's been a minute. We've had a few different folks reach out. We had some plans for how we wanted to start the season. But you know what? I think creating that space for us was really important. And so we're back at it. Some new energy. Um, And yeah, I think just bringing some raw conversations to the table and talking about the realness of this work is important. Yeah. So... All right. Well, that is
0: episode one. <laughs> episode one in the of books. The, of the Black Jim Stiving Podcast. Right. So right. thank you, Kua, and always a shout out to Jamil Cruz, who is our producer behind the scenes with yes. his lovely studio. Jay so Cruz. thank you, Jay Cruz, for that. So See yeah. y'all next week, y'all. See you next-